Oh, actually, no, hold on. But one last thing. It's like there's just this energy that's around them. Hello, hello. How's it going? Welcome to another Thursday with uh, myself and Sam. We're going to be talking about, actually, you know what? Let This episode, we're going to do a little bit of something different. And we're just going to catch up and talk about what's been going on in the pop culture world. And that includes a little Live is Blind and a lot of wedding shenanigans that's been happening in the pop culture world. As you may know, if you haven't watched yet, Love is Blind has dropped another season. And that is season four, I believe. Is that right, Sam? That's correct. Here is the ordeal that Sam and I were actually talking before we even started to record the podcast. So we were thinking, is it too soon to have another season of Love is Blind? I feel like it was just kind of a back-to-back situation where you were just getting over season three of Bartice, Nancy, Alexa, Brennan, Zineb, and Cole, and then you're just kind of thrown into another one. The ultimatum took forever until they finally released a second season. To put it into perspective, we started this podcast in July of 2022. It's now April of 2023, And we've been able to cover season two, three, and four. Which is incredibly wild. First of all, I can't believe we've been podcasting for almost a year now. Second of all, that is insane. You know what? I think it's cool that there's a lot of people who are very open to this experiment. However, I will say the speed of which the season three and season four came back to back almost felt like it was very oversaturated. They did a one year later for season three and that would include all like the Bartiz, the alexa's birthday situation because of how detailed that season was and how we kind of just dove into like this almost reality tv type of vibe for that season it almost felt too soon to get to season four too much that was happening all at once there was all these relationships that was happening and all these people choosing like the wrong person for each other and then all this like dramatic outcomes like man i'm still getting over raven and sk for god's sake Mm -hmm. and here i am going in with kwame and chelsea and then like this whole ordeal of zach bliss and irena i have to be quite frank and quite honest i stopped in the middle of the season it was just too much i did however watch the live reunion so i know exactly what went down it was too it was too early it was too crazy yeah i'm not sure about everybody else but i'm experiencing a bit of love is blind burnout the internet has become so invested that even after the series is done all this drama starts to unravel and unfold ayana and Jarrett from season two raven and sk from season three trying to follow that plus everything that's happening in season four man so many things were spoiled for me which was so irritating zach choosing irena over bliss paul saying no at the altar this makes me believe as though there should have been more of a pause more of a break in between the seasons so everyone had time to settle for a bit first I also start to question the integrity of the show and whether or not some of the contestants are here for the right reasons. Knowing that there are these dating shows that are starting to happen, it's kind of hard for the producers to bring on somebody who isn't going to be looking for clout. 
if we're being mm-hmm. honest, because I think it first started off with too hot to handle, right? It, besides The Bachelor and Love Island, I personally don't watch Love Island. I do watch The Bachelor, but it wasn't as crazy where the whole world is like super, super invested into it the same way that we are with Love is Blind. And I think after Too Hot to Handle was released, all these dating shows started to get picked up, including The Ultimatum and Love is Blind. I really did enjoy, of all the seasons, I think season three was my favorite. And that's just because you have all these different dynamics of people. Season four kind of felt like a bit of a repeat. And it was kind of, for me, it was a little bit more chaos than it was about love at the end of it and i don't know if that's also just because of the producers slash hosts aka nick lachey and vanessa if it was also just the people that they decided to pick why were there a bunch of mean girls and then we have like this like freaking boy band that's that's happening right and this boy drama you have to talk nice and then you get on this like it was just too too chaotic i think with season three it was a nice mixture so you see that one couple that's super chaotic the one couple that didn't work out because of drama the other couple that was you know super toxic other couples that are working so i guess we can start off by talking about maybe the couple dynamics because i think we all can collectively say that we've watched love is blind and even if you haven't watched it i think i guess let's take it by a couple by couple what are your thoughts on the whole dynamic of Zach, Bliss, and Irina? Oh, honestly, it felt as though I was watching a rom-com. I felt as though I was watching a rom-com because you see this guy who's stuck between two different women with very different personalities. As the viewer, you're starting to form an opinion of who he should be choosing and yet, surprise, he chooses someone else. Sees in Mexico that it's not working and tries to do everything in his power to win back the first person that he initially said no to. Wins her back, and then they start their happily ever after. Yeah, I was really happy to see that he and Bliss ended up working out in the end, because honestly, as a viewer, you didn't really know where that was going to go. What are your thoughts on their on them in the, in the reunion? Truly, I thought everything was handled maturely. I felt they could have been a lot more bitter and catty if they wanted to but instead they chose the high road they kept it brief and alluded to the fact that they spoke about it outside of the show outside of the cameras so everything had already been resolved that's my take on it what are your thoughts well not a lot of thought come into mind same as you you can definitely tell that there was more to the story that was being told Mm -hmm. because there are definitely things that were happening behind closed doors and when cameras are off i think Zach, being the lawyer that he is, insinuated that there was selfish intent of being on the show. And that is like a long-lasting relationship. Although I will say, I like the way that Zach was defending Paul. He was like acting like a mini lawyer. Kwame and Chelsea. Ooh, yes. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. Throughout the season, his demeanor from the camera's perspective was very questionable in terms of his intentions for Chelsea. So I'm glad that at the reunion, he clarified, and on his Instagram, he clarified the cameras were only showing a small percentage of their interaction and how it was not an accurate representation of their true love. 
Chelsea was one of my absolute favorites, so I was rooting for her to have a happy ending. I loved how she wasn't afraid to speak her mind. She seems like someone that I would want to be friends with outside of the show and go split a sangria with. But them as a couple, I loved seeing them at the reunion. It, it looked as though that they were truly happy and they were just trying to live their own life and live their own peace. I think I was on the same boat as you. I think everyone really was when they saw Kwame. The way that he receives Chelsea was very off-putting. Um, it almost felt one-sided, pulling every string possible to keep him on lock. And Kwame was kind of just there for the vibes. Um, and there were so many instances when she would be like very affectionate and would be just very vulnerable and tell him exactly how he makes her feel and that's happy and beautiful, etc. And he's kind of just there like, <laughs> yeah, how do you even react to something like this? So it definitely threw me off guard when I saw that they actually ended up together and that he actually said yes and they still remain together. And what I found very interesting was when he posted on Instagram pictures of them outside of the camera and lots of speculations here on social media about how like the cutting and the editing really does impact the storytelling. And obviously when you're out of a show like this, you do sign a like a non-disclosure form that you can't really say until a certain amount of time has passed. But it really makes me question if that was actually what the relationship was like versus what he was saying on Instagram or if it was just the editors and the producers who are cutting and chopping it up like a salad and like finding some sort of villain. The same way that they do with The Bachelor. Although I will say that Kwame in the reunion did kind of put his foot down and apologize for certain things that he said about Kelsey and did to Kelsey. So I think that was a really... Girl, who is Kelsey? Sorry, Chelsea. I'm very curious as to see how that dynamic is going to go through. I see two different personalities. That's what I see. And I just kind of find it interesting how they're mixing together. Speaking of people who interestingly mixed in together this season, I'd like to shift focus now to Mika and Paul. Their relationship surprised me in a fun, cute way. It reminded me of those high school romance movies where the popular girl meets the guy who's a little more quiet, a little more kept to himself. Yeah, I don't know. I liked Paul. I liked, he, he's just this like oddball for the fun. Not in terms of the experiment, but just like, that's just who he is as a personality. He's kind of just like the odd one out. Micah was very interesting for me. You know, in the beginning of the season, I thought she was chill until it got to the girl group when she would just go back to the group of girls. I don't know if it's the type of personality where it's like when you're with someone like Irina, it brings out the absolute shitty of you, like the worst of you. It brings out the absolute worst of you. Certain things that she would say to Paul was very off-putting, especially when they like started to meet each other and like actually... Um, ended up going to Mexico and stuff. It just, to me, it was two opposite sides of the spectrum somehow meeting in the middle and complaining that it didn't end up working out. In the reunion, the way that she was making it seem like it was completely, like the relationship's downfall was because of Paul. 
and not because of the fact that there were so many things that they didn't have in common. She made it seem like his reasoning, which is that she wasn't, she didn't have like a nurturing bone in her that he felt from her, you know, like that was like the be all end all. You watched the whole season and you didn't see one thing except for what he said. I want to go back to what you mentioned about people's personalities shifting depending on the energy and who's around them. This happens a lot. It's more common than people are making it seem. We tend to be chameleons sometimes where we switch different energies and personas depending on who we're with. This can happen beyond our full awareness, which is why her and Irina were both shocked as they were exclaiming watching the season back when it was finally done. But she did take responsibility for it in the reunion. When she was with Paul, I absolutely loved her. I loved the two of them. Even though they seemed to come from two different worlds, it somehow worked. Unfortunately, it didn't end up working out, but they both seemed quite content with how things ended up regardless. Now let's move on to the most fan-favorited couple this season, Tiff and Brett. I like Tiff and Brett. I thought it was very refreshing. Kind of reminded me of first season of Cameron and Lauren. I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice. It was nice to see that something like work right off the bat. It was nice to see that it was even when they met up and they had some, you know, regular trials and tribulations, but it's still know them at the end of the altar which was really nice i i think it was so funny for me because when it came to their wedding he was just so angry they like really dramatized the fact that his suit wasn't tailored (laughs) because there was genuinely no drama with that couple which kind of puts into question for me how like is this why the season was incredibly dramatic was it because it was genuinely this dramatic or that they edited it to be this dramatic because something as little as him like they really emphasized the fact that he was upset about the tailor they're very calm cool and collected do you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i just thought it was really interesting i like them though we'll never really know the answer to that of how dramatic things actually are versus how much it seems overly done on camera tiffany and brett were everybody's favorite this season very warm very thoughtful you didn't really need to think too much about what their answer was going to be at the altar it brings you back to why this show started in the first place to find genuine wholesome connections just as they did and our last pairing of the season jackie and marshall i think with that specific relationship there definitely something that happened behind closed doors Mm -hmm. that we don't know about what i don't appreciate is as a host i think it speaks volumes on how even though personally you can be biased towards somebody i think as a producer and and a host you have to remain switzerland in this aspect kind of like the bachelor hosts right back in the day it was chris harrison and he was very neutral right even though he would have like a really relationship with the bachelor or the bachelorette i've seen some things on tiktok so i've seen the receipts of jackie in the group chat speaking about marshall and marshall's response to that so it's definitely a very messy kind of drama well here's my question sam do you think that jackie should have given marshall the ring or do you think that she should have kept it 
I don't feel that it's really a question for us to answer, but I do see the confusion as to why she would want to keep the ring. Marshall said it perfectly. He gave that to her as a symbol and representation of his love. You begin to question why you would want to keep that symbol when you're with somebody else currently. Definitely. I I, I totally agree with that. In all honesty, I think love is blind is real like the trajectory that it's going in very fast very chaotic i don't know if this was just simply a very like my personal opinion i don't know if this was just like a bad season uh overly dramatic season or if it's just kind of the hosts do you think that nick and vanessa should remain hosts after watching the reunion I love Nick. He does really well as a host, but I don't feel the same way about Vanessa. I don't know where her head was at, especially with all the baby talk and baby questions. I want to give them some credit because it can be challenging navigating some of the more difficult questions strictly because the fans are the ones who want answers. For example, if something is asked in a certain way or with a certain tone, then there's nothing stopping some of these contestants to say, you know what, I didn't like that, I'm not answering that, so I'm leaving. This could be why the Zoom call with Jackie and Josh was so brief, because if there was anything that they didn't like or didn't want to be asked, nothing was stopping them to just boop, end the call, and that was it. If they do continue as hosts for the show, I hope they stop with all the baby questions and baby talk, You almost could tell that Brett was getting a little annoyed by it when pressed for a timeline because he kind of snapped and responded, boy, you guys are really pressing on this whole baby stuff, huh? It's never anybody's business or anyone's place to ask those deep-rooted personal questions. I think there was even a moment when I believe it was Paul and Micah. They were having a conversation and Paul was being very clear as to what he meant at the altar when he told Micah that he's not interested because of, you know, nurturing and mother and et cetera, et cetera. Vanessa's response was very much like, "Mm, Micah, are you getting this? Because I'm not getting this. It's because of the fact that you are not remaining Switzerland the way that Nick is. You're not kind of what you're meant to do from like at least all the hosts that I've watched is you're supposed to ask the questions and let the chaos be. You know, you're not supposed to be taking sides. You're supposed to kind of remain Switzerland and really kind of deviate in that conversation. So if it goes south, you're able to kind of center it again. Fans were actually posing suggestions to say Each season for the hosts, it should be one of the previous season's successful couples. For example, for this season four, it could have been either Alexa and Brennan or Matt and Colleen. At least this provides a comfort and refreshing perspective for what life is like behind the pods and behind the scenes. This was another critique people had about Nick and Vanessa. They kept comparing their own life and their own marriage to people in this experiment, but you can't really compare when the process is different and the timelines are moving a lot quicker as well. I agree. I think it should just be one host, though. I do like the idea of having previous couples going to the, like, hosting the reunions. I just, I don't know if they maybe might have the experience of 
delegating tough conversations like that, like PR wise, I guess. But that would be a very interesting take. But the ultimatum is coming out season two. Mm-hmm. And I, I it, it looks like Vanessa and Nick are hosting that one as well. So I guess maybe we'll see with that experience. Who knows? Changing topics now. As you know from our last episode, this is the season for weddings, wedding craze. So I would like to talk a little bit about Miss Sophia Richie's wedding. Have you seen the photos? Yes. Why is she the new it girl? No, honestly, though, her she kind of crept up out of nowhere. Like she kind of just sprung up. And I think it was in the most natural way possible. She was just being herself and somehow managed to get all this attention on her. I like the way that instead of like being very secretive about her wedding dresses she had a whole vogue documentary issue released on her three custom made custom designed chanel dresses insane she had her rehearsal dinner dress she had her uh ceremony and then her reception dress and each and every single one of them flattered her so well the pictures wow The way that she had freaking orchids as flowers is mind-boggling to me. Because those are, like, so hard to, like, have them look the way that they looked. It was insane. It was very simple, but very... You can tell that it was very meaningful, very intimate. You can really, Mm -hmm. like... It was very nice of her to kind of share that with the world of how intimate it was. It was very royalty. It's giving our you know royal weddings (laughs) yeah everything all the details were absolute class and elegance usually i'm not a fan of the sleeked back hair in a bun but with her makeup her face shape it just looked so beautiful and the dress the dress was simple lace yet somehow just made such an impact every detail every piece of embroidery was just amazing and her veil did you see her veil it looked like it was like it wasn't even pearls it was like as if it was raindrops so simple yet so effective and her makeup her makeup artist was on tiktok and saying oh it was like nude stick oh man you guys (laughs) royal rich man vibe situation you know what's so crazy i actually sent you a tiktok about this she checkmate she's married to the guy whose father owns universal music group aka the boss for vogue she was just saying how she like loves elliot you can just tell and it's just so refreshing to see and those fireworks oh my gosh such an incredible wedding wow i think honestly i would put it up there as one of the top weddings for 2023 i don't know who else is going to talk even the people even the guests that were showing up like they all looked incredibly amazing it was wild celebrity weddings are great marketing for their brands anyone who's a makeup artist hairstylist dressmaker you can just advertise it and now everyone's going to look at that everyone's going to take those names down and they're going to contact them for their wedding yeah i don't know who else is lined up to get married this year maybe there'll be some surprise weddings that we didn't even know about but we'll be well, Mil- waiting. Bobby Brown oh yeah Millie Bobby Brown I forgot 
I don't know if she would get married this year, though, because she just got engaged this year, but we'll see. But one last thing. Have you heard about the Harry Potter series? Nor, how long have we been friends? I can't. You- I cannot. <laughs> I know. You don't watch Harry Potter. I'm, guys, I'm so cheesed. I don't know if I should be happy. I don't know if I should be upset. I don't know if I should be boycotting Harry Potter. You simply, like, why? Why is it necessary to have a series of Harry Potter? I don't understand. And it's just, it's very predictable of what the cast is going to be like and what, like, with this whole, you know, I, like, I just, I'm not, I don't, you cannot replace the golden three. Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert, and Emma. You just you just cannot. So I just I'm happy for the book lovers because they can finally get a nice adaptation of Harry Potter, even though it was a really great adaptation in the movies, but some plot holes. But man, sometimes you don't need to have a remake. And that's all mm-hmm. I have to say about that. So let's see when it comes out, how it's gonna look like, and We'll definitely make an episode about that. So everyone, follow us on Instagram and tag Sam and force her to watch Harry Potter. Okay? No. <laughs> I please. I still have to watch Lord of the Rings. Or no, what was the other one you recommended? House of Dragon, Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. You will be proud of me. You will be proud of me, though. I ended up. I watched Love Rosie last week. So we'll talk about that after. Yes, I okay, loved it. Okay, okay, loved it. Loved it. Loved okay, it. We'll talk about so it after. Good. Oh, girl. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening in this week, and we'll see you guys next week.